literally the first week I started working for this firm. I worked on not a helipad, but a pad for a flying car. <clears throat> welcome, welcome, welcome <laughs> to the I Had an Idea podcast. Thanks for having me. Here is how it works. You listen, we talk. I know you're busy and you don't owe us your time. We're going to keep things really short. No fluff. Oh, we're in the red zone. Time's up. Next subject. Joining me, your host, Trent Thompson, are people who not only have ideas, but do them because the value of an idea lies in the using of it. We start with a segment called Brag, aka Give Yourself Flowers, aka Talk Your Shit, aka Who Even Are You? The guest has a chance to write down their own intro and convince you why the rest of this is worth listening to. If you want to support, I partnered up with Sudi to make the I Had an Idea notebook. So when you have an idea of your own, you don't forget to write it down. Welcome to the podcast. A drum roll, please. Whoa. Joining me today on set, I have Taylor Smalls. Taylor was born in Alaska. She's a military baby. She is the favorite daughter. She is a younger sister. She is a new Mexican. Don't know what that means. I can't wait to find out. Um, should I know what that means? <laughs> you should. A new Mexican? Yeah, from New Mexico. <laughs> Whoa. Sorry. We're the running state. it back. New Mexico. I just read it wrong. <laughs> Ooh, let's run it back. I can't leave that in. Can we please keep that in? Sure. Okay. I would love to. She is a new Mexican. I read it like you just became a Mexican. Second degree black belt in karate, an architectural <laughs> designer, a painter, a creative director. She's a little sweaty and she's looking forward to sharing her it's ideas. It's true. All well, of that's true. We started off with me putting my foot in my mouth. That was fun. Um, Taylor, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Um, <laughs> to give you a little context on how this is going to go. So we're going to talk about some ideas you've had, yeah. some ideas that maybe didn't go so good, and some ideas you're working on now. We're going to try and do this in three five-minute segments. Okay. When we hit that magic five-minute marker, this light is going to turn red, and we're going to hear this awful alarm sound. There it is. And that's how we know it's kind of time to move on. Thank you for giving me We're gonna keep it premature brief. anxiety. Okay. It's, it's an honor to be <laughs> sitting here with my New Mexican friend. And let's jump into it. Taylor, tell the people listening um, an idea that you're proud of. Mm, okay. Um, an idea that I'm proud of. Um, uh, it was actually like a really, really early one. Um, when I was younger, I will say teens. Um, had an idea to become an architect. And that was absolutely something that I just, you know, from probably freshman year of high school, I just like leaned into. I got really obsessed with my dad showing me, um, you know, SketchUp from a young age and CAD and like my parents just being really into us designing our own rooms and spaces and all of that. And um, home, as I said, or as you said, I'm a military baby. And so home is really, really important to me um, because I didn't really have a solid one for all of my life. And so leaning into becoming an architect and specifically like a residential architecture or going into architecture for residential spaces was all I wanted to do. And that I did that. That was a journey, I'm sure. Yes, it was, obviously. I um, So I Moved from New Mexico to San Francisco and went to USF and um, studied architecture and went into high-end residential um, straight out of college. And 
Um, it was the best idea for me because it really kind of married like my love of art and design um, with like something to me at that time was very pragmatic and practical and like I wouldn't, you know, be stressed, I suppose, yeah. in the world, like trying to be um, a full time artist, which I am now and not stressed. But <laughs> <laughs> um, but that was, you know, that initial idea. You said you're inspired um, by watching your dad. What does your dad do? So my dad, I mean, he's been a contractor for forever, but he's a builder and he is also an artist. Um, he's a woodworker. Okay. And so I was watching him build all of the time and like work in these programs that, you know, were just like, it was just playtime for me right. um, working on the computer. My dad is like, a he has probably six different man dens in his home that are all dedicated to different forms of art and creation and um, the computer zone, the computer lab was like my love um, because I got to work in these programs in and your, make spaces. In your professional um, setting as an architect, were you ever, ever able to collaborate with your father? Have you guys done any projects together? We are now. Okay, um, tell me about yeah, that. Yeah, I actually just purchased land a couple, well, not a couple years ago, it's about a year and a half ago um, in New Mexico. That's very close to both I of my parents. I know all about New Mexico. You do. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's, uh, my dad just retired last year and my mom, I want to make her retire soon and so have this like whole family including my brother um, have everybody and their talents like really feed into this property and the development of it and he's project manager on it essentially and um, yeah so that's coming and it's been in the works and that's, that's what's amazing. being developed. Yeah I guess we transitioned in this into a what she's excited about segment. Um, <laughs> So moving it back towards, yeah. you know, you becoming an architect, how much schooling did you have to do that? So I, so I really, I did four years. Um, okay. USF is unaccredited, but when it comes down to it, you don't really need to go to a fully accredited architectural program um, to get into, you know, amazing firms. And I was with the best firm in San Francisco, Arcanum Architecture, and um was there for six plus years okay, and cool. loved it. Yeah. To dive into the weeds of that, can you tell me about a project or a project or two that you're really excited about that you got to work on? That I got in to work time? on yeah. in that in that time. In that six years. Oh my gosh. Well I will I always come back to this first project, like literally the first week I started working for this firm. I worked on not not a helipad um, at a home, but a pad for a flying car. Whoa. And you have to understand, like, this is, um, I was working for a firm that was doing really, really, really upper echelon, um, high-end residential. And okay. so um, it's working, you know, we're in Silicon Valley. Yeah. And these people, the clients, are, you know, they know what's coming. <laughs> right. <laughs> Essentially, and I don't know if they're just, like, playing with stuff, but like playing with their money or what it is, or if they actually know what's coming. But that was the first project, the first week I ever worked on um, at that firm was to basically work on this garage um, that had the infrastructure like for the a, flying car, a car to land on top of the roof. So was it, I'm going to ask this one question before we move on. Was yeah. it like a 
typical garage and the roof just came off for the flying car to then be able to go in? No. So picture actually just like a really, really, really solid foundation like okay. roof. Um, like a helipad. And, and, yes. And like the rotating car underground situation. I have a helipad at my mm -hmm. house. So well, do I. I might need to, you know. Have Same. you come over and figure out how to put our flying car in. Oh, happily. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, so we're going to respect the red light now and move on to mm -hmm. something that maybe you're less proud of or a fail forward or <laughs> yeah. um, something that you learned. You can say it however you want, but let's talk about something that didn't go how you expected it to. Sure. Um, an idea I had that didn't really go the way I wanted was... Um, this is kind of like broad, like higher, um, is just saying yes to too many things all at once. Um, after George Floyd's murder, mm -hmm. um, I was approached by two amazing gallerists um, and good friends of mine who wanted to do kind of consecutive shows with me. And I was just so excited about, honestly, I think a lot of um, black artists in the Bay can, um, you know, relate to this. But there was there was a flood of attention to black artists um, mm -hmm. during that time, and I so appreciate like that that you know that lean in into my work. But during that time, I was just like, yes, yes, yes. We were right. all at home. Um, you know, I was working from home. I was in my studio. I have, I have a live work studio. And so I was just like, oh, I can paint all day and also do my architectural work and all of that. And so I just said yes to multiple shows back to back with very little gap in between. And I can genuinely say that saying yes to everything just because it's coming at you all at once is not the move because mm -hmm. um, I was not able to create work that I was super proud of in that second show um that is out in the world and mm -hmm. um you know just overextension is a terrible idea okay <laughs> um a little backstory have you always been painting and posting your art and pursuing your fine art as a as a side hustle while you're doing the architecture um or did you was there a hard split between i'm an architect now i'm an artist um, yeah, so I, I've been painting since high school. Um, okay. so on the side doing, you know, shows here and there at like breweries in the city, at community spaces in the city, at, you know, just where I could, it was mm -hmm. always exciting to just put a couple pieces up. Um, but it wasn't until, you know, basically post pandemic, a month or two into post whatever post pandemic right, means whatever you consider that whatever you consider that but basically when people were going back into office that was the hard line um split into just going and you decided just not to go back practice. to the office well i tried okay i tried and they were really wonderful um being flexible with me um how much i was working from home and working in office and i just realized after about a month i was like man I need, I need to be doing what I want for myself at yeah. this point. So with the, with the lesson learned about the overextension, how do you decide yeah. what you say yes to and what you say no to for you personally? For me personally, it's like picture a project, how much time it's going to take, double that. Okay. And don't commit to anything else in that time. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Yeah. That, I mean, it's kind of just like a rule of thumb at this point. Are you someone who you're okay with not being really busy? 
Like if you have a, a period of slowness, are you okay with that? Or does that make you start needing to go do something? Does it make me anxious? No, I, um, I, I don't think so. I think I always, I want to be working all the time, but I think that rest is really important too. And, mm -hmm. um, I, I love, I love to rest and like, it's, it's not like a point of anxiety. It's just like time to kind of gather thoughts and like, honestly do research into things that, you know, I want to move into next and have conversations with friends that around those. And it's not, it's not a point of stress. I think gotcha. it's a privilege. So I'm going to beat the red light on this one because I know what Taylor really wants to talk about and what I really want you guys to hear about <laughs> is the thing that she's working on now, which I'm going to give a very brief intro to, which is this event series called Through Line, which is an opportunity or an idea Taylor is very much saying yes to that you should all be following along for. Taylor, give us a little taste of what ThruLine is going to be. Yeah. Um, so ThruLine is, you know, it's it's basically like my love child right now. It's um, it's a multi-sensory art experience that um, is highlighting 12 women in Oakland, um, specifically 12 black female pillars um, who are just from all different backgrounds basically it's from you know people in fashion people in wine people in education um people in food um all of these women who like are not at the forefront like raising their hands saying like everybody look at me look at mm -hmm. me look at me um but people who like truly deserve their flowers and um i paint you know large-scale female portraiture and so I wanted to be very intentional about who I was painting during this time, um, especially as the first series coming, you know, out of architecture um, and just and really putting on Oakland um, and women in Oakland. Um, so that's one aspect of mm -hmm. through line. But the other aspect is that um, the whole concept is kind of showing a progression through multi mediums. Um, so and just like the intersect intersectionality through like a bunch of different mediums. So um, working with Brandon Ruffin, who's an incredible photographer. Um, he's shooting all of the women in my studio. I'm then painting those women. Um, and then those pieces go to a poet, um, Sir Michael Wayne Turner III. And he is writing a piece on all of those paintings. That then goes to Mara Hervey who is an amazing, amazing vocalist um, who's going to be singing on them. And then lastly, there's Last Supper Society, who is uh, – the the duo is um, just incredible. They're, they're a culinary, like, duo, um, and so there's going to be a food element to the entire show as well that basically each of the women are going to be honored in a, in a different bite um, at a big dinner. So it's like dinner and a show, but – Times a thousand. I cannot wait to come through line. <laughs> um, I know there's going to be multiple events. Yes. Um, is, is each event going to be a little bit different than the next one? Yes. Um, and talk me through the series. Maybe it's not perfectly flushed out yet. Yeah, but it is. Talk, talk me through the idea to have these different experiences. It and is. does someone sign up yeah. for all of them? Or how does that work? No, not quite. So there are a couple private events. And there's like obviously like an opening for more private events as well. 
Um, so there are a couple private dinners, and then they're also going to be, I mean, there's going to be the grand opening, which is on the 3rd of November, um, which is open to the public and everybody, come one, come all, to November that. November 3rd, mark your calendars. Yes, please. Um, but, you know, the 4th, 5th, 11th, and 12th are going to be ticketed events where it's ostensibly um, bites that are made by LSS based off of the women um, paired with a full performance from Michael and Mara. Um, so both the poet and the musician. This um, is just the date night of all date nights. Yeah, like, this sounds it is. so amazing. It is. And it's going to be paired with cocktails. Um, LVMH is part of this. And so they're going to be doing some specialty stuff. And it's just going to be a really beautiful experience. How long have you been working on this idea? Ooh, um, probably about a year and change like a year and a couple months um came up with the idea actually with our good friend Sorel mm -hmm. and um you know just sat down I was like I really want to do a show that's outside of the typical gallery structure um for many different mediums so you know out of gallery is for me um out of theater is for Michael out of typical venue like performance space for Mara um, and let's just all come together and activate an unused space in Oakland because there are too many of those. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, we just... I think you're going to see a lot of people yeah. um, duplicating your framework. I um, hope so. Not necessarily like, obviously it's going to have a different flavor to it, but yeah. just this idea of doing taste and smell and yeah. hearing and visual. like. I'm really excited to see, obviously, your through line and then also the yeah. ideas that grow from this. I think it's like an incredible frame, you know, to do a show. And I yeah. can't wait to see it. So everybody mark your calendars so for November 3rd. Yeah. Um, I think we're we're doing great on time. I do, um, too. I'm not getting blasted by yeah, this red light. Yeah, we so haven't heard the red. I'm very happy about that. <laughs> um, I am going to do, before you tell people where they can find you and all of that. Mm-hmm. We're gonna do a surprise segment. Um, I'm improvising these before the episode. I think this one will go good for you. Um, dramatic lighting, here we go. Okay. Um, I'm gonna give you a business and we're gonna pretend like I have a million dollars to give you for this business and you are gonna pitch it to me and tell me how you're gonna do it. <laughs> okay. So the business I want you to do is gonna be a rotating staging company where okay. you're gonna have a catalog of artists and pieces okay. and staging companies, high-end residential staging companies I mean. are going to hit you up and they're going to be like, we need something amazing for here, 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 here. And we show our art. Yeah. How's it going to work? How's it going to make money? Who are the artists going to be? And tell me why you need the million dollars. Okay. And let's give her, let's give her a minute and a half, Kim. To think or speak? To speak. Okay. Here you we know, go. This plan is, is <laughs> okay. done. You're on the spot. All right. On the spot. Um, all right. Well, I would definitely say that you just have to have your, as an artist, you have to have your like structure, mm -hmm. your percentages and like a rental period. Mm -hmm. Um, oh, I've already done this in real life though. So, <laughs> so basically I, re I just, I think, and also just people should run with this and do it right now. Um, literally go to a staging company and do this, but, um, you can put up your work as an artist and basically take the entirety entirety of the piece, the the full retail value of it, of, of whatever you would say it is, um, 
rent them quarterly for 25% of the piece. If they get to the end of the year, then they own the piece that's in their private collection to continue to use in, you know, other spaces. Or that piece can sell in the meantime or sell to the house and they have to, you know, purchase it for full price. <laughs> I love it. It's an idea that I think is really good that yeah. I've been, I guess, has been swimming in my head for a yeah. while. And and I'm sure other artists' heads as, as well. <laughs> I think it's a really good one. I'd give you the million dollars. Um <laughs> So thank you so much for coming. Um, Before we leave, um, tell the people where they can find you, um, what you want them to sign up for, what email subscriptions they should be hopping on, all that. Yeah, I would definitely say um, if you're interested in the show for now, you can just message me through my website, which is just my name. It's taylor.com. No, it's taylorsmalls.com. Um, but, or you can just hit me up through Instagram, which is taylor.smalls. And um, yeah, those are basically my two main platforms. I don't really mess with anything else. Amazing. But... And we'll put, the, we'll put the links in the description <laughs> yeah. um, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Yeah. Um, Taylor, it's been awesome. It's been a pleasure. Um, thank you for coming. Yeah, thank you, Trent. A drum roll, please. Whoa. Jambalaya.